Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Fred Moskowitz. Hello, Victor. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, great to have you here. Now, Fred, you are involved in a particular segment of real estate lending uh, that's not necessarily the traditional path, as well as being an investor. But before we dive into those details, maybe give a little bit of your backstory on how you got to this point in your journey. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I started out with a very long, I had a successful career working as a computer engineer. I spent a lot of time working at technology startup companies during a very exciting time because we got to experience the birth of the internet. And what happened was watching the industry get turned completely upside down. We had the bursting of the dot-com bubble, and we had the September 11th attacks immediately after that. And it made me realize I was way too dependent on the income from my job and that I was taking a huge risk by relying on that as my only source of income. And so the big learning lesson for me there was that I wanted to diversify my income sources. And with that, I turned to real estate investing, investing in alternative investments, building, buying and building assets that would I could own and generate income from them. And that's really what got me started. Built up a rental portfolio here in Philadelphia, and then after some time got involved in note investing, which is actually buying the debt, buying those notes uh, that are backed by real estate, and I was buying them on the secondary market. And when you do that, you effectively step into the shoes of the bank. You own an asset, which is backed by real estate, and you start to receive the payment stream. I love that. Yeah. So we have one thing in common for, well, more than one, but uh, one thing for sure. And that is I have a tech background as well and transitioned into real estate investing around 2009 for a lot of the same reasons that, uh, that you talked about. Yeah. The tech industry being very cyclical and it's been a good move. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's an exciting, exciting industry yet. It's not without its, um, challenges and and it's cyclical just just like real estate real estate cyclical the semiconductor industry is cyclical the automotive industry all all industries and um, diversification i feel is uh is important diversification in your investments and in my own case diversification of income that was my one of my primary objectives so the secondary market for notes, there's two secondary markets. There's secondary market for performing notes and then a secondary market for non-performing notes. Yes. There's a lot of institutional players playing in that space. Um, how does the little guy get good quality assets and not just the, the leftover crumbs at the end of the day? That, that's a great question. The, the secondary market has a lot of a lot of investors, a lot of moving parts, but what we see is larger the larger funds the larger institutional entities they will buy loans from the government from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac here here in the United States 
the, these huge uh, trades where loans are originated and then immediately sold off. And so some of these larger institutions, they'll hold the notes for a while, but then they need liquidity and they start selling off loans. And this happens all the time. This actually happens at every level, even small investors. You have a portfolio of loans. You need to raise some capital. The best way to do that is go and sell some notes. Notes are very liquid. It's actually easier to sell a note than it is to sell a property um, because of the time in which that happens. But that's why notes notes get bought and sold every day. And it's through the relationships. You're, you're back to your question. How does the little guy get the opportunity to buy notes? It's through relationships. Everything's done on a relationship basis. And so if you're going to be successful in the note industry, I always teach about this and tell people you absolutely have to make a, a priority on building the skill of networking and relationship building, because this is what leads to your success. And when you do business, you become a reputable buyer of notes. Well, the next time a note seller has notes to sell, they may call you may be the first call because you just did a transaction a couple of months ago. And that's where you want to be. And having lots of those type of relationships really facilitates uh, opportunities and having access to notes. Now, there, there's definitely um, bids, auctions and bids and things like that, where there's a lot of people competing, but also a lot of sales happen on an individualized basis as well between direct transaction between a seller and a buyer. Very interesting. Now, the notes market, I imagine, will be very much like the bond market in the sense that if you have a long bond, and interest rates go up, the value of that bond actually falls because the, the market yield has changed. And so you have to discount the face value of that bond. Unless you're willing to hold it to maturity, you have to discount the face value of that bond to reflect the current market rate for, for that product. Yes. What's been your experience in particular over the last 12 months as we've seen interest rates rise quite sharply? Well, my, my experience is that the interest interest rates of today does not directly, it doesn't have an immediate impact on the notes that we already own, right? Uh, however, buying buying notes, a lot of times they were they were originated some amount of time in the past, two years, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, ten years. And so they're they're set at, at different rates. Now the current interest rate environment definitely will impact pricing and and yields. However, we uh, customarily buy at a discount discount uh, to the amount owed, and that gives an additional uh, insulation and additional protection on interest rate changes. Now the other interesting dynamic here is that in the United States, the average life of a mortgage is five to seven years. And you have to embrace that because when you buy a note, you can't dictate when it's going to get paid off. Maybe the note will run out to its full term, highly unlikely, most likely within 
five to seven years, the loan will get paid off because the homeowner's selling the property or refinancing. And you never know when that happens. It's, it is an element of randomness. And your job, when, when that does happen, your capital comes back, which is a good thing. Hopefully, you made a profit. You did a good job of your investing. And then you redeploy that capital. Now you're buying a new note at the current pricing, current market rates. So it's a little works a little bit like dollar cost averaging in the stock market because you have those resets. Now, over the past two years, it's been a unique time because low interest rate environment, a lot of people are refinancing. A lot of people were taking advantage of increased equity in their homes or selling because the property values are high. And so we've had a lot of payoffs, which is a little uncharacteristic, oh, but that's that's been been my experience over the past few years. Yet, as I said before, we have this element of randomness that is out of your your control. And the best you can do is buy many notes. Buying multiple notes really spreads out. You have an aggregation of different uh, assets, and that helps to even things out for you in the portfolio. Are there specific asset classes that you focus on once you stay away from, and I guess a certain type of notes that you would that you would stay away from? For example, would you invest in second lien position or strictly first lien? Yeah. For, so uh, your example, uh, yes. The answer is yes. Absolutely, we invest in both first position, second position. Second position is more of a niche uh, subset within the note industry. Uh, but I, I like it personally. I like that uh, sector. Uh, there's less players there and uh, a lot of people don't understand don't understand it, but you can do really well. The uh, rates of return are actually higher because those notes are priced at a lower price point um, for sure. So as far as what we focus on, it's first and second position, residential mortgages, all across the U.S. Now, there are other types of, of notes you can buy, right? There's commercial notes. There's uh, loans that are hard money loans, right? They were originated to investors. You could buy auto debt. You could buy uh, notes on yachts or on airplanes, all of these different things, uh, credit card debt. Uh, that It's just, it's, so many, so many possibilities, but what uh, what we focus on is strictly in the residential space. And one of the reasons for that is that's most common. That's what is most available to to buy. and and we buy notes all across the US, every state. So when a particular note or a package of notes lands on your desk, what opportunity do you have to perform due diligence on that note or package of notes? Because we, if you remember back to 2008, there were baskets of debt that were classified and rated by the bond rating agencies as AAA, and there were anything but that. Oh, yeah. So, so what kind of due diligence process can you put in place? This is something um, I, I covered extensively in my um, in my book on note investing is how to do due diligence on on notes. But um, at a high level, you do due diligence, you research the property, right? The property value, the real estate market, 
uh, how much equity is in the property, right? All of these things, generally, it's it's public record. You, you can see that, uh, look at what liens and encumbrances are there. Um, going beyond that, conduct due diligence on the borrower as well. You're looking at their credit risk, looking at payment history on the note and um other other debts as well you can see see all of that whether there's been bankruptcy in the past whether there's been, there's been litigation in the past all all of these things now moving moving beyond that another area that's super important is performing due diligence on the loan seller who your counterparty is in the transaction very important are you dealing with someone that's reputable that has a good reputation in the industry that delivers uh, on on the transaction. And most likely they'll be doing the same of you as a buyer as well, so that your their time is not being wasted. But uh it in in the node industry, there's definitely some less than reputable folks out there uh, to avoid. And so you want to, you want to look at that check references. It's very easy to pick up the phone, call other node investors and, and ask, Hey, have you done business with this person before? And uh, it's, it's a two minute conversation, uh, but super important. I've heard some horror stories out there and uh, a lot of it can be avoided by making a few phone calls, spending a few minutes on Google doing searches and looking up people and, and seeing, because if anything went through the courts, it's going to be in the public record and you should be able to find it. Fascinating. Well, t- uh, tell us a bit about your book. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, my book is called the little green book of node investing, and it provides a high level overview about the node industry, about node investing, how to get started and uh, how how notes get bought and sold on the secondary market. We cover due diligence, which is a big part, as well as how to find and buy notes. And uh, in addition to that, some more advanced strategies like how to buy how to buy a partial. A partial is where instead of buying the whole note, you're buying just a portion of that payment stream. In other words, let's say there's a note with 10 years of payments on it. Well, you could go and buy a partial and buy just four years out of those 10. So you'll get the next four years of payments. It'll be at a lower price, right, to buy that. And then in the fifth year, the payment stream reverts back to whoever sold you that partial. And you're still secured against the property as a lien and protected in that way. But it's it's a, it's a great way for uh, buying a note when you have a smaller amount of capital. And it's also a great way for a note seller. Maybe they don't want to sell the whole note. They only need to raise a little bit of capital. And so they can sell a partial. And, um, and it really just offers a lot more flexibility. Now, in addition, uh, I spend a lot of time talking about how to use your retirement accounts mm. to note investing. And the reason why I feel that's such an important strategy and concept is because note investing generates a lot of tax liability. Absolutely. There's no deductions. There's no depreciation like there is in real estate. 
So you do note investing and you're generating quite a bit of tax liability. You have capital gains, you have interest income. And so if you're able to own notes inside of a tax advantage account so that your taxes are either deferred or it's completely tax-free, that's huge. That is huge. And then you have that capital building and building not subject to taxes and then you redeploy that money through you know the velocity of money it's powerful and you look at the side by side comparison whether you're paying taxes on that or not and it's uh it's a dramatic difference absolutely uh whether it's a Roth IRA or a tax free savings account in Canada or uh, there's so many different vehicles out there that offer some distinct advantages in particular for note investing, because like you said, it's uh, it does attract a lot of tax liability. It does. So Fred, if, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Yeah, thank you. So my book is available on Amazon. It's called The Little Green Book of Note Investing. And to get in touch with me or to connect with me, can visit my website, which is fredmoskowitz.com. Or if you prefer an easier spelling, you can go to giftfromfred.com and uh, register there on my website. I'd be happy to send out a special report that I've put together talking about node investing and and the benefits of it. And I always love connecting with investors and uh, networking and building relationships. Because as I said earlier, that is one of the skills that will take you so far in in this business and in any type of investing you do. The relationships that you build are what attracts deal flow to you. It's what attracts opportunities. It attracts opportunities for you to grow and opportunities for you to add value to other people in your network. Fabulous. Well, Fred, love the perspective. Uh, Definitely an area that uh, we're going to be playing more we're going to be paying closer attention to in the coming weeks and months. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Fred, get a copy of his book, the little green book of note investing on Amazon or wherever you buy books. And if you want to connect with them directly, go visit giftfromfred.com or his website, fredmoskowitz.com. The links will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.